Thank you, thank you, thank you. I guess I just wanted to thank um, Tanya for standing up and, and sharing your message. Um, having been here, I, um, I know how hard it is, but God gives you the strength to share that message, and it's for a reason. And I think um, it's really appropriate as well uh, for this month's topic, which is um, the master builder. Uh, front foot. Oh, I just I guess I want to get on the front foot. You can appreciate this terminology being a um, big day for cricket today. Um, the Bible, the Bible. <laughs> I come in with this today. It's all pink, okay? I know. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get this elephant out of the room. It's pink. Um, someone said nice purse. <laughs> so I just want to say it's not the, sh- not the color of your, of your Bible the, or the shape of it or the size of it. It's how you read. It's how you meditate on it. It's, um, it's amazing. Um, okay. Master builder. So um, I guess it's been a it's been a uh, it's been a bit of a week for me when I when I when I found out I, I guess when I was approached to be able to um, talk on this subject or what um, share um, it started off obviously is I was having my conversations with the Lord and I was I was talking to him and I was you know I was, what are we going to talk about what are we going to do what's this going to be about and um, he put on my heart to share what it's like to be a new believer, to be someone on, I guess, their young walk, and um, to share my message to maybe anyone that's first time here or maybe um, someone that's not, I guess, the same stage as my walk, very, very young, in terms of that sense. I'm old in other senses, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. Um, And I guess there's a lot of tears, actually. There's a lot of revelation, because um, for something like this, you're doing a lot of reflecting. And it's really hard for me being... I obviously, I'm a project manager, and um, I've got to deal with 30 subbies, 12 builds at a time. So for this week, I go back, I'm going to meditate on my story, and I'm driving down, and I've got a lake that I go to where I go and meditate during the day. A lot of time, I'd go into tears, and I'd get a phone call for something, and I'd have to rush back to site, and somehow trying to dry my face, wipe my tears, puff my chest out, you know, and it runs... So it's been like that. It's been like that. Um, and I like my to add actually, during um, during the week, uh, talking to Christy, because you often share stuff. Um, she said, "Oh, you, they posted that you're talking this week on Facebook." And um, I said, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And I'm just not, I'm not really much of a Facebook person. And she said, "Oh, you've got this picture." And I looked, and I sort of just to looked at it. And I, I was, I don't know if you, we're curious. We go. I was just, how many likes? How many likes <laughs> did we get? By Reuben, we got two. I know there's more than two people in the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably did both of them. Yeah, yeah. They're probably for you. <laughs> I knew I should have did one. Yeah, yeah. She just heard Christie's laugh before she told me. She was, she was sort of, <laughs> two. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Master Builder. I think... Um, as Kiwis, or I don't know, as New Zealanders are generally, I think we all think we're master builders. You know, I think we do in our own right. Whether we're academics, if we're, we're trying to write a story, uh, sorry, we're trying to write something academically, or, yeah, housewives, I'll come to that. Um, or just builders in general, I, just, I think it's Kiwi men and women in general, you know, so we just, we get rid of those plans. You know, we try and build everything else because um, we think we know best. 
you know, and we just, we throw away that stuff. And many times I've tried to do the same and Chrissy would come in and she'd sort of say, um, is it meant to look like that? You know, <laughs> is, it, is it meant to sit that way? You know, and I think it's the same with, and I have to chuck it out there, when you go in and you know that you've gone and, and Chrissy's gone, oh, no, we don't need that much sugar, we can put that much butter in and not, not following the ingredients, not following the plans, you know, and then you come in, you've got to, is it meant to taste like that? You know? But I think, I think it's quite a common theme that we do try and um, build on our own, um, our own knowledge. I'm going to go to my pink Bible. My lippy's going to fall out. Um, yeah, so I guess when I look at, if I reflect on my life um, as a new Christian and uh, I, guess in the, I guess in the building aspect of it, I've, I've, um, I've built my walk on, I guess, on my foundations, what I thought were right, you know, what I thought my beliefs, what, you know, I've built this thinking I know best you know, and um, preparing what I think myself is for, for a life ahead. And um, I think when you, when you have, I guess, revelation to maybe what I did or any of the new believers out there, you have this point um, where just like that flat pack or that kit set home that you've tried to build without the plans or that cake you've tried to build with you, you know, the Lord came to me and pretty much said, you're not meant to be like that. You know, you're not meant to feel like that, you know? You know, so I think, um, I think that for that moment, for that moment, it's easy to look back and think, look, I, I, you know, I thought I knew best, but he just, he sort of resets you. And I think rebuilds you is what you're talking about, Tony, which is so relevant. So I just wanted to share, I was actually, um, and I think this is the go-to, especially for young Christians, I don't know, for me, Proverbs uh, five, chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Yeah. Relevant to building, I guess for me it would be stick to the plan. Stick to his plan. You know, he's, he's made a plan for you. So I think for us, um, sticking to that plan is... They, I guess it's, the, oh, it's there for you. You have to trust in that plan, yeah. you know. So, um, what do we do? We need to work to rebuild. I'm gonna go. Sorry, it's a. Um, where do I set your new rule? So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, mean as. <laughs> um, so I guess it. It's not till you come to the Christ that you that you reflect on that foundation or you reflect on that 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 base cabinet that you tried to make that looks silly. Or that um, you know that, that that sunken cake or whatever you want to put it towards. But so I, I wanted to when I when I looked into this and got onto my heart what it was about the foundation, you know. And I think that's the most important thing. So whenever we want to build something strong, we want to make something strong. We focus on the foundations. Um, you can't get any better than the foundation, or the, I don't. I couldn't even words can explain it than the foundation that He has laid, Jesus Christ. He laid that foundation for us. And what an expensive foundation that was. His life was laid down for that foundation for you to be able to build upon. 
You know, um, I keep going to these, which I have to. For no one... For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is in Jesus Christ. Now he goes on to talk about, I think, materials, I think, um, and there, which is the gold, silver. And I think because we have that foundation laid for us, we then have these materials. I think we're the materials. I think we bring these materials. The meditation in the Word, the study, uh, the communication with your brothers and sisters, um, coming to church. I think these are the materials. And I think that's, as much as Jesus Christ has laid that foundation for us in giving these materials, it's also his faithfulness, his love that are, the, for me, the fixings, the CPC-80s. You know, those things that um, hold those materials together on that foundation that he has laid. You know, so I think it's important that we focus on those materials as well. You know, because those materials are so important. Because he's got your back. You know, he's got your back no matter what, so you just make sure you, you're putting those materials in there. Um, I think it's important as well that we go over the process of those applications of the materials. Um, you know, I think you've got to remember that um, building is a process, you know, your path is a process. I think not to be, as new believers, be so hard on yourself thinking, you know, why am I here all of a sudden or why am I acting like this? You know, it's, it does come right. All you've got to do is trust. Yeah. Just trust in him and it'll come. It's the same with building plans. It's the same with all those things. If you just trust the plans, then it will come right. You'll have this, you'll be able to stand back um, or look in the mirror and you'll be able to see the reflection of something that um, is beautiful and something that takes time. You know, um, it's not as smooth as you guys, eh? When you guys run it, it's not. <laughs> Thank you. So I guess um, to finish, I just wanted to finish off with this one. Um, built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. With, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, and him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So, so through all this he's building you, you are that temple. You know, you, he's building you up to be that temple. And I guess, I think what we want to, uh, what, I guess when I look at it, I'm building a temple with his help to be able to, house his Holy Spirit, you know, to build a house that protects that Holy Spirit from the elements, from the tests that you come by, um, you know, and I think it's important that, like I said, going back, we reflect on, on how we build it, you know, making sure that we don't miss that nail, making sure we don't miss that forward to, I don't know, it's, talking to you as a builder, it's, it gets a little bit lame, but um, it's... <laughs> You know, it's what well, I think we can all um, affiliate ourselves with that sort of terminology. You know, just taking your time for each bit. It's the um, it's the little things. Um, yeah, that was all it is. I just want to finish with a prayer. That's cool. Lord, keep us from self-promotion, from building on our own understanding. We love you. We want you to build with gold.
silver, and precious stones. Help us to do that. Thank you for Jesus in his name. Amen. Awesome, thank you. Let's have another hand for Wayne. It's not an easy thing to stand up here and share, and um, mate, you did an awesome job. Praise God for what he's doing in your life, and, and, um, and I've, you're an encouragement to me. I love how you come along uh, to every, every life group, um, and, and you're always putting your two cents in, and you're always learning, and you're always taking on, and you're always teaching as well, whether you know it or not, by your walk and by your faithfulness and by your trusting what God is doing in your life. You're trusting the process, and we can see that, and you're just going to reap such blessings from that. So, Thank you, brother. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm just totally blessed by this morning service already. Uh, Tania, wow. I just want to encourage you with that, uh, sharing that story. I know that is not an easy thing to do. You have just bared uh, everything that God's revealed to you just in the last few weeks, and you've come up here and you've done it. And, uh, and, and I take my hat off to you as well, Matt. Um, because uh, because that marriage is has maintained through this, and there's there's something about that union of a of a husband and wife as they walk through these things. And uh, mate, uh, well done. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. And your testimony has personally encouraged me because uh, my message is I'm telling you what it's all for you, Tanya. God's given me this word. And, uh, you know, I thought it might have been for someone else, but, um, and it probably is, you know, because God, He works in millions of different ways. But I've entitled my message, The Blueprint to Our Relationship with Christ, because often we can try and build this upside down. And, uh, and what I mean by that is that we often try and build our relationship with Christ using our love for Him as the foundation, and, and the reason that this is a little bit backward thinking as far as it goes with, with grace, the gospel of grace and truth, is that that's, that's law-based thinking. That's, that's how the Mosaic laws worked. They were trying to fight for a relationship with Christ through what they were doing and, and through expressing their love for Him. But who knows that any love that we express from ourselves for Him is never going to be enough. And that's why we love Him because He first loved us. Amen? So, our foundation for our relationship with Christ, and therefore, our foundation for knowing exactly who we are, should come from the love that God has shown to us. Amen? It comes from that understanding that you are beloved. You are a beloved child of God. That Christ came and died on that cross for you, personally. He made the decision to do it. Now, this is a different kind of love to what the world has. Uh, there's different Greek words that are used for love here. Um, often when it talks about our love, the love that we have, the affectionate love, is talking, uh, the Greek word for that is phileo, and that's an emotion-driven love. That's a, that's a, I'm feeling love for you because you're a lovely person, you know? Um, you know, Wally, you're a lovely person. I, I feel love for you, bro. You know, because you're lovely. But as soon as you come tomorrow and tell me something mean about myself, I might not feel that phileo love for you anymore. But praise God that I feel the, the other word is here, an agape love. An agape love is a love that is a decision that you make. 
It's a decision that you make regardless of your feelings or emotions. And praise God, every time that the Bible talks about God's love for us, it's agape love. It's regardless of what we're doing and who we are, and it is because of what His Son has done. You see, when God looks at you and, and, and looks at, measures your righteousness, He is not looking at what you've done during the week. He's not looking at who you are as a person in the natural. He is looking at His Son, His perfect Son who came to earth and gave His life to pay the full price of the law so that you can enjoy a relationship based on the love that God has for you, not the love you have for God. Amen? That's the foundation of my word. And also, just as a side note, there's two, there's two other words here. That's, well, there's agape love, which is actually, when it's used in the word as a, as a noun, it's a thing. It's something that we sit in. It's something that we enjoy. It's, it's, it's something that we live in, thanks to what God has done. There's another word here called agapeo, which is used as a verb. See, loving, love is not a feeling or just a, just a thing. Love, love is something that is, it takes action. Amen? Who knows that, that you can't just simply say, I love you, darling, to your wife when you've had a big raru-raru. That's not enough. There's got to be some action. I wouldn't know. I'm just talking about stories that I've heard of other people. But love is an action. It's a, it's a doing word. Amen? When, and, and, and the commandment that Jesus gave us, He said, this is how you love God. You love His people. Yeah? He also said when he was questioned, what's the greatest commandment that there is? He said, the greatest commandment that there is is to love God, and the second greatest commandment is to love his people. And the, the love he uses there is an action word, both times, to love God and to love his people. But didn't you say, Reuben, that um, we shouldn't build our foundation on our love for God? Yes, that's right. But further on down, in, in 1 John 4, it talks about, we love him because he first loved us. See, the, the second can't come without the former, because we can't love Him just, just straight from not having received what He's given us. Amen? This is a really important concept that I'm going to repeat, because I really want you to get this, because this is the foundation for your relationship with Christ. You see, when people come to church, and they find the Lord, and they go on good, and it goes great, and everything's going fine, and then they drift away. And then things start going a bit wrong. And then they start, you know, they start seeing that things are going wrong in my life and oh, am I doing something wrong? And oh, I haven't been in the Word this week. I haven't been in the Word this month. Oh, I can't pick up the Bible. I don't find, I find I can't pray anymore as well as I used to. And, and then they start measuring their relationship with Christ through the love that they are expressing God. But I'm telling you right now that your relationship with Christ is founded not on your love for Him. It is founded on His love for you, which has never diminished from since before He created the foundations of this world. He has never diminished His love for you. He has never walked away from you and will never walk away from you. And He, in fact, created a plan that sacrificed His only Son just so that you could enjoy that relationship. So who you are is not defined by how you love. Praise God. Because sometimes I'm not great at it. All right? 
And the times where I'm not great at it, I don't want that to affect who I am. Because, because then who I am, then that, that changes how I feel about, about the world and, and everything like that. That, just, that changes the way that I see my worth, my self-worth. Suddenly I'm, I'm measuring my self-worth by, you know, what people perceive I should be. Like, what well, Tani, thank you so much for sharing that message this morning. It's in line directly, you know. Like, Tania was, uh, you know, she was looking at what, how everybody else was defining her. And she wasn't doing life right. She wasn't loving right. She, was, she wasn't being the right person. So she had to try and change herself to reshape her identity through her own strength. But no, God wants you to understand exactly who you are in Him, how He sees you. And when He sees you, He sees Christ. And He loves Christ. He loves, loves, loves Christ. And so he loves, loves you. Action word, loves you, blesses you, gives you prosperity, gives you freedom, breaks your chains, smashes your strongholds. This is the God that I love. And I love him not because I'm mustering up a love from nowhere. I love him because he loved me and I'm reflecting that love straight back at him. Amen? Amen. It's really important. I'll start preaching, eh? Awesome. Adira, my daughter... Um, Lately, uh, she's been, God's been giving me this awesome revelation about this. Lately, my daughter has been coming to me and going, Dad, you, you love me because I'm a good girl, eh? And she's been coming up to uh, Harmony and going, Mommy, you love me because I've got good manners, or you love me because I listened, eh? And we're having to already, she's forming this idea that, that our love for her is based on her performance. Isn't that heartbreaking when your kid comes to you and goes, you love me because I'm doing good now, eh? And then as soon as they do bad, they, they hide from you. You know, like Adam hid from God as soon as he realized he'd done something naughty, you know? And God, he, he said, where are you, Adam? God knew where he was. <laughs> and, and he'd hidden himself because he'd been naughty. And isn't, doesn't that break your heart when your child comes to you and goes, you love me because I'm good? No, I love you. Full stop. You know, and whether you're good or bad doesn't actually define who you are. Did you know that? Whether you're good or bad doesn't define who you are. God's love for you defines who you are. Once you receive Jesus into your heart, that defines who you are. Your nature now is the nature of a child of God who loves God, and your natural thing that you want to do is do good things for God. You know, if we're trying to muster up doing good things for God out of um, our own volition, our own, or sorry, our own strength, we're always going to fail at it. But if, but if we just simply rest in that agape love that God has for us, it's a natural outflowing. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Yeah? So if you're starting to, if your life is being defined by external factors, you know, by, by how the world is perceiving you about your Facebook likes, Wayne, pray for you for that later. Um, <laughs> You know, I knew that even though I had only two likes, and one of them was mine, and one of them was Excite Church, which I run that Facebook page, so that was mine too. That, um, that, uh, that God's love for me was uh, a lot bigger than a thumbs up in Facebook. If we're going to live in that fullness of life and that relationship, that, that relationship with Christ applies, we need to understand His love for us. And um, 
I don't want to keep you guys here too long, but I, I do want to read through the scripture. I know we're getting on in the service now, but um, I was reading in 1 John 4, 7, uh, 4, 7 to 21. And I just want to read, if anyone in the Gospels understood about living from the love that Jesus has for him, it was the disciple John. In this Gospel, he always refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And you can read that and go, man, you're pretty stuck up. Like, you're pretty full of yourself. But no, he simply understood that, that, that Christ's love for him was a better foundation than his love for Christ. I was listening to a message from Pastor Joseph Prince a while back, and, um, and he was saying uh, there was a moment where Simon, um, Simon was professing his love for Christ, you know, and he was going, I love you, I love you, I'll never, I'll never disown you, I'll never do anything. Christ goes, yeah, yeah, tomorrow morning you're going to disown me three times. Um, yeah, yeah, Simon, Simon Peter. And, um, and, and then sure enough, uh, you know, as, as Jesus had pro- prophesied, um, Simon Peter had uh, denied Christ three times before the rooster had crowed, just as he'd said. He was trying to say, no, no, God, I love you, I love you, I love you, I always follow you, I always follow you. And sometimes we can do that. We're gonna, no, Lord, I'm going to muscle through this, I love you, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to do it, I'm going to get in my word every morning. But John was just like, yeah, he loves me. I'm just going to rest in that. He loves me. I don't need to tell him I you know, love him right now. He loves me. That's, that's where it's coming from. It's not coming from me. I don't need to prove that love to him. He loves me. That's where my source comes from. Yeah? And there was, a, there was a part there where Jesus had said to Simon, come follow me. And in that scripture, Joseph Prince mentioned that in that scripture, you'll notice he didn't tell John to come follow him because John was already there. He was already standing in the love of his Savior, and he was already following. It didn't need to be told, you know? His eyes were on Christ. He understood that he was a new creation born in him. Amen. So in uh, 1 John 4, 7, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Love Love doesn't come from here. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. How do you know God? You love because you've experienced that love from Him. Whoever does not love does not know God because... God is love. I think he's trying to say something here. This is how God showed, us, uh, showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world. Why? That we might live through him. Through him. That we might live from that basis of love. From that sacrifice that Christ made. Through Christ. One with Christ. New creation. Born in him. This is love. Not that we loved God, not that we were doing this, but that He loved us. This is love. And sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us. We are not a reservoir for God's love. How many people know that when we receive something, we are a conduit that we need to flow out from here? Yeah? That we are not the final destination of God's love. There's someone sitting in the room next to you right now that's waiting to experience the love from God that you've been filled up with for it to be poured out upon them. And that His love is not complete until that happens. His love is not made complete in you until that love pours out. 
It's a natural water course. It's not, oh, I need to love God more, so I better start loving other people. Because that's what loving God looks like. No, it's I need to recognize and receive the love that He has for me. Do you know you are a loved child of God this morning? Do you believe that Christ loves you this morning? Because if you don't have that realization and that revelation this morning, I am going to invite you to invite Him into your life at the end of this sermon. Because, And even if you've walked away from Him, I want you to make a recommitment this morning. Because it's only through that recognition of where God has placed you in His love that you can actually operate effectively in your calling. Amen? God's love is made complete when we love one another. We can't stay bottled up and stagnant within us. It needs to be shared. This is how we know that we live in Him and He lives in us. He has given us His Spirit. And we are led by that Spirit. We are led by the Spirit if we allow it to do so. That's what guides us. We live from that Spirit. We live from that place We don't live from a place of fear. Amen. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone, this is what I'm talking about at the end of the sermon. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do this. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, and God lives in them and they in God, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. That's what we rely on. The love God has for us. I'm getting repetitive here, but it's important. The Bible gets repetitive too, so it's kosher. We don't rely on the love we have for God. We don't rely on the love others have for us. Tanya's testimony. Ah, We don't rely on the love that others have for us. It's a fickle path. We don't rely on Instagram hearts or Facebook likes, LinkedIn endorsements. We don't rely on performance reviews, public opinion. We don't rely on mum's support. We don't rely on dad's approval. We don't rely on how many high fives you get at the meet and greet time at church. Amen. We don't rely on the smiles on the face that you see. We don't rely on uh, whether or not people shake hands with you and say you're awesome. We don't rely on whether you're small enough, big enough, smart enough, old enough, young enough. We don't rely on, on the love we have for ourselves. We don't rely on the love we have for ourselves. This can be the most handicapping one. Because if you don't recognize how much God loves you, you're trying to muster up a love for yourselves that will always fall short. And if you're basing everything that you decide upon, and you're basing your image of yourself based on how you feel about yourself, and it's being affected by all of these external factors, am I a good person? Am I letting people down? Am I doing a good job? Am I doing the right thing? Am I getting into the Word enough? Am I serving enough in church? No, you're not. Am I playing guitar up on stage as much as I should? No, you're not. No, um, but no, if, 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 you're, if you're basing all of that on your performance and what you think you should be doing, I'm telling you, stop it. Base it on the love that God has for you because that's the foundation that will never fail you. It will never fail you. God is love. We rely on the love God has for us. We love because He first loved us, not the other way around. I love myself because He loved me. I love Wally because God loved me. 
gave me the power to love Wally. Thank you. Praise God. Gave me the grace for it. Don't, don't need a lot of grace for that one, Wally. So I encourage you, and, and we're, we're closing up, and I've had to rush through this, but praise God. I want you to walk away with, with God as love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. If you are living in the love that God has for you, I'm telling you right now, everything else, and um, thank you, Wayne, for sharing, everything else is a process, everything else is an outworking, but it's working from that place, that foundation. You are being built up from the love of God for you, not through your performance for God. You are being built up from a place within that God has planted in you. He lives in you, if you allow Him to. And that love is in you. And nothing can come against that love. Nothing can separate you from that love. No power in heaven or earth or in between. Nothing forms against you will prosper as you abide in that love, as you live in that love. So I do. If you are lost at the moment, and if you are finding that you are trying to keep everything down and trying to do everything right and it's just not working and it's frustrating, it's just too much. I encourage you to let, let go of your own understanding right now because God's understanding is a lot bigger than yours and His love is a lot bigger than any love that you can muster for yourself. And if you're trying to prove yourself by going out and just trying to love other people even though you know that your relationship with God is, is, is a bit of a tikoki waka, it's, it's not quite there yet, then I'm encouraging you, focus on recognizing where that love is coming from. Fill yourself with His love and the recognition of who you are in Him and let that outwork into your good works because only then will it be work that will stand the test of time on solid foundations.